you do the dumb guy in the room really well. <laughs> I asked really good I have an inquisitive mind. What yeah, can that's I say? fine. That's fine. You could restore it all. Welcome to BackupCentral.com's Restore It All podcast. This is your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, and I'm the chief technologist at Druva. My co-host has 15 years of technical experience in the storage industry, and we're lucky to have him as Druva's director of product architecture. I'm super excited to have him on the podcast, Prasanna Maliandi. Great to be here, Curtis. Happy to have you. Speaking of Druva, we should state the opinions you hear on the broadcast are our own. Let's get started. This week, I wanted to talk about backing up SaaS. One of the things that we run into a lot is people that think they don't have to back up SaaS. Have you run into that? I would actually ask, why should I back up SaaS? Are you really going to take the, what do you call that? The devil's advocate. That's the devil's advocate. Is that, the, is that what you're going to do? No, I was going to take- Is that take, what you're going to do me? No, you're going to do the devil's advocate position? No, I was going to I think last time you were talking about, what is it? The dumb guy in the room? Yeah, the dumb guy in the-, the, 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 the <laughs> You do the dumb guy in the room really well. <laughs> I asked really good I have an inquisitive mind. What yeah, can that's I say? fine. That's fine. It's Yeah, we were talking about in science fiction, how that there's the, the dumb yeah. guy. Yeah. That's a dumb question. Yeah, Exactly. Well, to be honest, right, if you think about SaaS app, it runs in the cloud. Why should I even care about backing it up? Isn't that up to the provider to deal with that? That's a really big misconception. Because it's in the cloud, data protection is included. And there are so many examples. There's one, an old example and a very recent example to show why that isn't the case. So do you know the story, the code spaces story? Do you know about that? I do not know about the code spaces so story. So basically there was, a, there was a company called Code Spaces uh, and their website was codespaces.com. Feel free to go to that URL and try to find this company because they don't exist anymore. They were a safe space to put your code, which is quite ironic because they got attacked and they were told uh, either give us a million dollars or we'll delete your company. And they thought, well, you know, we have backups, right? They were, in, they were running entirely in AWS. They had backed up using EBS snapshots in their account. Oof. Right. So <laughs> basically the, they tried, the story as I recall was they tried to kick the, uh, hacker out and he basically detected what they were doing and then just deleted their company Oof. and they went to they went to amazon they're like hey there are there any backups and they're like no backups are your responsibility and so that company ceased to exist at that moment that is crazy. Here, it, I mean, it was their entire <laughs> business model was based around storing people's data safely and, oh, and by the way, they didn't have two-factor authentication, which is how the guy was able to get in in the first. And we don't know it's a guy. It could have been a, could have been a woman. Who knows, right? And then what happened to all those developers who had their code on Codespaces? I haven't heard the sad stories of the developer's story. I'm <laughs> sure there are definitely developers that hopefully those developers had a backup. That You know, that's a good point, right? So here they were trusting a third party to store all their data, and they maybe they didn't have a backup of what was stored in Codespaces. Hopefully it was just one of the places they put their code. Otherwise, you know, they were they were in a mess. Well, and especially a lot of people, right? They assume, hey, I have a service. They're just going to handle everything, right? Yeah. I can now yeah. stop having to worry about those issues that I had to deal with in the past. Yeah. Like yeah. if I had a local laptop that had my data, I would back up my laptop. In this case, it's a two-level story. Codespaces trusted AWS. 
and these users trusted uh, code spaces, right? So it's sort of sort of a double level failure. And then the the most recent one would be this Salesforce outage. This was a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. And basically there was a, a database update script that someone in Salesforce ran, and then they corrupted the user access permissions for thousands of Salesforce users. There was never a number published as how many had happened, but they gave all users access to all data. Whoops. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, it wasn't outside. Like, it, they didn't give access to other customers' data, but within the customer's account, all users had access to all data. And at first, you're like, who cares? Clearly, if you think who cares, you haven't worked in a large sales organization, <laughs> right? That data is segregated for a reason. And when we talk about Salesforce, we talk about marketing data. Depending on where you are, that also could have been a giant GDPR violation, right? For sure. So Salesforce's reaction was to immediately shut down access. And at first, uh, by the way, the, the actual initial script ran against the Pardot part of Salesforce, which is their marketing automation gotcha. uh, system that connects to Salesforce. It used to be a third party. Salesforce acquired it. And then they realized that they may have had a bigger problem. And so they basically shut down what I think was called the, I forgot what they, what they call it, the cloud formation, something or other. Uh, so basically everybody who was using that got stopped. And then Salesforce said, you people, customers, you need to go fix this. So it just, which just kills me, right? So Salesforce corrupted their own customers' data, and then their reaction was to tell customers to go fix it. That's a little crazy. And especially like before they went to Salesforce, they probably had their own stuff that they were running on right. premises. Right. That right. you had an IT person, you could go yell at and say, go fix it. So then they had this page. They said, here's how you could fix it, right? One way was to use a sandbox copy of Salesforce, right? Which is something that people periodically update for testing and whatnot. And Salesforce provides free of charge. And some people use it as a backup. And so they said, here's how to take the user's object from, from your sandbox and copy it to your production. But before you do that, you should check to make sure that your sandbox is recent, but not too recent. Because if it's too recent, it also would have been affected by the outage. So don't, so, you know, make sure you don't, you don't and do the right thing. if it's too old, then you probably don't. Right. Then you're going to have missing people and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Right. But then the only other thing that they suggested was to just go manually edit the permissions of all of your Salesforce users. No way. That was the only other solution they had. Just go manually edit. You, you, you may have thousands of users in Salesforce or at least hundreds and you're going to go manually fix all of those permissions yourself. And so here's what just kills me. At no time did Salesforce even suggest, hey, maybe you might have a third-party backup of this. Or maybe, so Salesforce does have the ability to manually, you can manually download your Salesforce data, right? There's a way to back it up. It's, it's a real pain. And most people don't do it. They, don't, they didn't even... They, they didn't even suggest that, hey, maybe you might have a backup of this. And so what that said to me was... They just don't get backup. I think that's true, right? Most of the times, you just think first about production. How do I get the app out there? Right. Backup is always a bolt-on afterthought, right? Yeah. You know, I've been in backups for 26 years, and um, that's always been the case for me, right? When it, Whenever we were in an environment, it was always like, we've got this new great database, right? And uh, here it is. And I was always like, how are we backing this thing up? I remember the you know the very first 
really big server we had, which everyone prepare yourselves. It was 100 gigabytes. It was humongous, which at the time was 20 times larger than any other server we had. And I was like, I have a DDS tape drive that holds four gigabytes. How do I back up a 100 gigabyte server? No one had even thought of that. And the system was already in production. So yeah, this is this is an age old problem, and so but Salesforce they didn't even throw it out as a possibility, and so it's so to me again, even if you have backups built into your SaaS app, which you don't, we'll get to that in a minute. You you may think that, for example, Microsoft is backing up your data; they aren't. It quite possibly might not be a system that is trustworthy because it's not their core competence. And to be honest, right, users of Salesforce should now be asking, how do I back up my data, right? Yes. Once you get burned, you're going to make sure that doesn't happen again, right? Yes. Uh, you know, and the thing is, if they had, and so let's talk about this. So if they were a Druva customer, for example, and they were using our Salesforce backup, all they had to do was go in and select the, the you know, the, the user's object from the appropriate time and select the user's object. Done. And now you're back up and running. Other customers took days to get their system back up and running because they didn't have a recent sandbox copy or they had a corrupted sandbox copy. And so they had to manually reset their permissions and it took them days. So they were without their Salesforce data for days. Which is crucial for companies, right? Yeah. I know, you know, I know it's crucial for our company, right? I would hate for our company to be, uh, you know, without Salesforce for days on end. So what about other SaaS applications like Office 365? Yeah, so Office 365 is, to me, one of the more problematic ones because they provide a lot of data protection features, as I make quotes in the air, that mimic backup behavior because they do a lot of restores. But none of them are what I would consider a backup in that all of them are basically additional records inside the same database. So this applies to the, you know, the the deleted items folder. This applies to the new feature in OneDrive that allows you to restore your OneDrive folder to the way it looked yesterday, which is great. It relies on versioning, which is just additional files in the same database. And the same is true of the retention policies feature. It's all just additional records in the same database. So if something happens to the database, now if, and I'm not talking about like their data center wiped out, so they have backups for that if they are the ones that mess up. But we have asked point blank, if we're a customer of Office 365, can we leverage those backups to restore our account in any way? And it was a flat out no. So it's intended more for like disaster recovery, but if you have to restore an email or a mailbox or a user. The thing that we're talking about here is things like ransomware gets into a mailbox or someone uses one the OneDrive syncing option and then they get ransomware on their laptop and then it gets synced up to OneDrive and you want to make sure you get that data out of there. They do have, by the way, they do have some features to prevent that. There is no, you know, one stop, nothing stops everything. It's not a true backup. It's not a true backup because it's really all about what backup people call the three, two, one rule, right? Three copies of your data on two different media, one of which should be somewhere else, physically somewhere else. Right? They they comply with the, the three part. <laughs> <laughs> they don't comply with the two or the one. You're essentially, it's like backing up your laptop to another folder on your laptop. It's nice, it's convenient, but if your hard drive goes, so do your backup. And it protects you from some 
use cases or failures, yes. right? Like <laughs> I accidentally deleted a file. Okay, let me go copy it out. Exactly. Like you said, I lose my laptop. I lose my hard drive. I'm toast. Exactly. And there are, you know, I, I like to throw out the phrase, you know, there are more things in heaven on earth, Horatio, than that phrase. There are more things and more ways to corrupt your data than you've thought of and that necessarily Microsoft has thought of it. So that's why you should have a backup. And if you doubt what I'm saying, go look at your SLA. Try to find the word backup in there. It isn't there. There is a thing about availability, but that that's about the availability of the Office 365 service itself, not the data being available to you, the service being available to you. Or the version of the data you need being available. Exactly. It's very frustrating because some representatives of Microsoft, specifically technical account managers, are often telling their customers, you don't need to back this data up. Again, if you're a Microsoft customer, ask for that in writing because it's, you won't get it. It's similar in uh, G Suite. I know it's similar in SFTC. So I guess one of the things that a customer should be asking of their SaaS vendor is, do you back up your data? If not, let me go find a third-party vendor. Right. And for what it's worth, I'm not aware of any SaaS provider that part of the service is backup. That includes Salesforce, Office 365, G Suite, and a dozen other SaaS vendors out there. It's just not part of their product. It's not part of their focus. They may provide facilities for you to back it up yourself, and they probably are doing DR-type backups so that if they burn down their data center, then they can put it back. But it's not available for you. Speaking of which, so Salesforce actually does have a service that if you lose your Salesforce data, they can restore it for you. Have you heard about the service? No, I haven't actually heard about it. Stand by. Stand by. It's $10,000. Per time that you request. It takes days to weeks. There is no SLA and it's a best effort service. So you pay 10 grand regardless of what you get back. And in the meantime, while they're restoring it, you're down. And there's no SLA as to what point your Salesforce instance will be restored. It kind of sounds like, you know, those data recovery guys, like you lose a hard disk and you send it in and exactly. you yeah. pray that they come back. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that'll be $1 million <laughs> and we guarantee no data. <laughs> it's almost like they, they designed the service to look so bad that they <laughs> so that you won't use it, right? Because no one reading that page would ever do that would ever want to do that they would do it if they have absolutely no other choice but that sounds horrible and they would probably do it the first time and then they'd be like okay now i need to find a backup solution yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so let's talk about what people can do so we have the ability to back up salesforce office 365 and g suite what's it like to back up a salesforce instance or a office 365 it's actually different than say backing up your laptop or like your vmware environment right because it's all cloud to cloud native data doesn't move somewhere else and then move to the cloud for us it's all connecting directly up pulling the data directly from your salesforce instance your g suite instance pulling all the data storing it in our cloud storing the multiple versions all stored separately from like your exchange database that you were talking about for Office right. 365, right? Kept separately. So we have the ability to keep those multiple versions for when you need to restore your data. And it's just an authentication, right? So it's not like, again, you said it's not like laptops. In the case of a laptop, you need to put an agent on the laptop. We don't need to put an agent in Office 365. We just need to authenticate with them. That is correct. As part of the initial deployment or configuration process, right. you actually just allow us to access your Office 365 account or your Salesforce account. Account, and then we're able to pull the data using their APIs. Yeah, it's funny. You use the word deployment at first. And it's not a deployment. And that's what most 
software companies would call it because you need to actually deploy something, but we are 100% SaaS. That is correct. There's nothing to install. You just simply point it, like you said, and get proper authentication. And I know in the case of Office 365 and G Suite, we're able to recover emails, folders, drives from various versions. You can pick the time, That's drill correct. down in the folder. And I know in the cases, so Salesforce is a little interesting. It's a little different. I recently experimented with this because of this, you know, yeah. because of what was going on. You need a snapshot more recent than the time you want to restore to. And then you pick two points in time and you compare them. So like in the case of this, what happened uh, a little while ago, you could compare multiple snapshots and you could see suddenly one of them has all these changes. Yeah. All of a sudden there's 5,000 changes to your user object and you would know, okay, that's the bad one. And then you, you just need to pick a point in time prior to that. And then you just click go and it just restores that data. Pushes your data back to the location it needs to go to. Yeah, exactly. I've had a few online arguments with people that... that <laughs> you, Curtis, really? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I know that's hard to believe, but I've had a few online arguments with people about the need to back up SaaS data. And I, I haven't changed my opinion that a basic violation of one of the most basic principles, which is the three to one rule, I think you need to back up your SaaS data. Totally agree. All right. Well, I'm glad we're in agreement. Otherwise, uh, you not know, having that fight with you, Curtis. One of one of us one of us would have to be fired. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us this week for the Restored All podcast, and I want to thank my co-host here, Persona Maliandi. And you're going to be back. You're going to be back next time. I hopefully hopefully you'll have me back. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see about that. All right. Thanks for uh, listening, people, and make sure to subscribe so that you can get further episodes of Restore It All. There was a file, but I deleted it. Too bad your backup system isn't worth a spit. Finally, I needed your backup. You had a chance to fix it, instead it's all jacked up. See how I'll write on Facebook about you. Don't underestimate the things that I will do. There was a file, but I deleted it. Too bad your backup system isn't worth the space. Emails from you remind me of when they keep me thinking that we could restore it all. Emails from you, they leave me breathless. I can't help feeling you could restore it all.
makeup run Hoping that just for once it'll be completely done Maybe one day it'll